Let's go ahead and get started. And uh, so, Jeremy, would you pray for us? All right, I'm glad that you guys are here. Um, I want to tell you a little story. Um, this guy probably finally gotten up the courage to ask this girl out on a date. And at the end of the night, you know, he was, he was hoping for a goodbye, goodnight kiss. Most guys judge their dates on this, ladies. Uh, <laughs> that's just one of the things we think differently about. And uh, we have to have those lights on. I am frying up here. Thank you, sir. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, it's fine. This is a workshop, so we'll come. This guy in a White Sox shirt, you can't be in here. <laughs> you can stand right out there. But... I'm a Cubs fan. I have been my whole life. I ain't giving up now. I got too much invested in this deal. For those of you who are sports fans, I was in the stadium. My wife and I were in the stadium when Bartman interfered with the ball. I was there. Anyway, moving right along. Okay. Uh, I was just kidding. Sort of. Um, do you, are you a White Sox fan? Whew. I take all that back then. Oh, no. It's okay. He feels the same way about me, so... Um, we, it's, we're equal opportunity on this one. So um, anyway, uh, where was I? Okay, he's come to the end, of the end of the night and he's standing on the porch with her and he's talking and talking and, and he says, you know, he starts to move in for a kiss and she backs away and he's like, would you give me a, just give me a little kiss? And she's like, no, 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 my parents will see. And he says, well, no, they won't. Just give me a little kiss. No, my parents will see and they'll, they'll know about it. I can't, yeah, come on, come on. No, 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 I can't do it. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And then her, the door opens and her little sister is there. <laughs> and her little sister says, dad says to give him a kiss or he'll come down and give him a kiss. Only, only tell him to get his hand off the intercom. <laughs> so, you know, guys and girls see, uh, you get that intercom? And anyway, um, I don't know if we still have those, but at one time we did. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I want to start off today and talk about relationships that good ones take time to develop. And I want to begin by looking at uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Matthew, first book of the New Testament, chapter 7, verse 12. Now, if you were to see your life like a stage play, this would be the backdrop for the believer. And what does it say? Jesus says, somebody read that for me, 7, 12. And everything, therefore, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. Yeah. Another version says, so, do, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets. Well, on the backdrop of the Christian's life should be do unto others 
as I would want them to do unto me. Now, if you don't know what to do in a situation, this is always should be your default position. How would I want to be treated in this situation? That's what I'm going to do. Now, as you get to know people, as you get to know them better, what you really want to do then is not do unto them as you'd want them to do unto you. You want to do unto them as they would want to have done unto them. See, a husband and a wife, they need to figure that out. Some people get mad. I mean, I do unto you what, you, what I would do unto myself, and you don't like it. And I get mad about that. You know? You tracking with me? The husband brings home the flowers, and his wife isn't all that excited about them. Well, that's because his love language is gifts. And hers is she just would like him to talk to her. And so we can get, this thing between guys and girls can really get messed up because we really are different. Despite what the world says, we really are different. And I don't know about you, but I'm real happy about that. I don't want to date or marry a guy. So uh, I don't want somebody like me. Now, at times it would make it easier. <clears throat> Maybe not. But we really are different. Um, a few years ago, a Time magazine came out with the headline, Men and Women Really Are Different. And I was thinking, how many millions of dollars did they spend on that? I could have helped them with that. Anybody on the street could have told you that. And so we're not better or worse. We're just different. And God did that on purpose. He made Adam different than Eve. And so these verses, again, they need to be the ones that you will live your life out in, and especially in relationships, and especially, especially in girl-guy relationships. Now, all relationships are complicated. Have you found that out yet? Yeah. But guy-girl relationships... You can take that to the higher power. They're just complicated, not better or worse or good or bad, just more complicated. And so I think I have a handout for this, don't I, Jeremy? I had a handout for this. Are they over there? Is it hot in here? So it's not just me. It's hot. No? Okay. See? She thinks it's not hot. I think it is hot. That's just kind of the beginning of, uh, of this. Now, um, I have some handouts that uh, I wanted to give to you guys. Do we, do we have enough? Or? I think we should. Okay, Jeremy's going to hand these out. And um, this is what we're going to take a look at. And this is going to kind of give us a basis for a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Guys having a good time here at the, the camp? Yes. Well, he's pass, passing that out, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, from the two talks that I've given so far, what have been, what's a takeaway? When I do this, I find that we teach each other. What's a takeaway from one of the talks? Anybody? Great, great. Thank you, man. Anybody else? Have we got a young lady? Yes. Treat everyone as real people. Treat everybody as real people. Good, yeah. 
Okay, let's move on. Now, now that you have those uh, handouts, I want you to, um, to look at these. There are three levels. This was developed by Jim Talley and Bobby Reed, for, and it's in a book called Too Close, Too Soon. And um, this is a really good book. And in here, they did a lot of study on this and um, about the progression of relationship. <clears throat> now, let me see. Yours, yours. okay, here's what I, I want you to do. I want you to look at the two sides of that and tell me if you notice anything different about those. Okay, the emotional and the physical are different. Yeah, good. And what I want you to do now is over the one on the left, the one that says sexual, emotional, physical, social, okay, I want you to write men. Men are the one on the left and ladies tend to be the one on the right. Okay, now this is, a, this is a big study that they did, but this is a generality, okay? So they may not totally fit everybody in the room, but most guys and most girls are gonna fit into these, and this is how it's going to progress for them, okay? So let's just kind of uh, walk through this, and we'll recognize some things pretty quickly, as you've already recognized. Uh, they're a little bit different. Now, friendship, we, we first start with friendship in relationships, okay? And keeping this off to the side for just a second. Friendship, this is characterized by getting to know one another on a friend level, uh, socially, recreationally, intellectually, and spiritually. You know, someone begins to stand out. You know, you come into the group, and there she is. Or, I never noticed him before. And that person begins to stand out. And, and that's really good. That's how God has kind of wired us up. And uh, so, and what you want to do is you want to get to know people on a friendship level first and do some friendship kind of things first. And I'll tell you why in just a little bit. Then let's say we go to dating. Or I, I know that that word has kind of fallen out of favor with people, but, you know, you're probably going to have to spend time with someone I mean, you really are going to marry someone that you probably dated. It's not just going to happen one day you're walking down the road or in the mall and you'll go, want to marry me? <laughs> and to your surprise, she says, yeah, that's not going to happen like that. Or one day there's not going to be this over her, guys, and you're going to go, there's no risk involved here. <laughs> See, because ladies, guys are afraid of the risk. And the girls would just like somebody to call. And the guys are all scared to death because the male ego is the most fragile thing in the universe, ladies. And you need to realize that. And for us to stick our neck out is very hard. The first time I asked a girl out that I really wanted to go out with, okay, I dialed, this is back when we had dial phones, okay, sorry. It is what it is. And I remember when we had an extension phone, huh? I never knew, I never conceptualized of how many ways I'd be able to be communicated with. <laughs> like now, before you had one phone or, you know. So my parents got an extension phone and we got a princess phone. If you don't know what that is, you need to look that up because that's pretty cool at the time. And it was in our bathroom. Check that out. <laughs> anyway, so I went to the bathroom phone because I don't want anybody else to hear this, okay? And I dialed her number six times before I ever let it ring. I don't, can't do that. Maybe it was, a, I don't remember, maybe it was push button. And I go, I get through about four numbers. I get through all of them and 
It would wring my hand. I was scared to death, man. And again, my ego is just... Now, what I didn't realize is, is it rings on the other end before it rings on your end. (laughs) But I finally did let it go through, and I asked her, and she said yes. And I think I probably hung, thanks, you know. But um, it's tough. It's tough for guys. Guys, rejection is really hard. But never having the chance to reject anyone is really hard, too. And guys, you need to step up. Be a man. Ladies are looking for a guy who's actually a man, not a wimp. And the guys are looking. Ladies, you have to give us a little, come on. You've got to give us a little encouragement. Just a little. Some of us more than others. <laughs> and if you're interested and you catch eyes, hold on to it for a second. That's one of the ways you communicate. And how can I say this? You've got to give us a little, you know, we've we got to know a little something. Because, and now some guys, some guys, they don't really know what their arena is. So they'll go after everybody. <laughs> I'm talking about the normal guy. And uh, so guys, you need to get in the game. And ladies, you need to help us out a little, OK? Does that make sense? Uh, and see, the problem with that is that you could be rejected. You know what's worse than rejection? Regret. Rejection really hurts for a little while. But regret has a tendency to hang on for a long, long, long time. I regretted, I'm not saying I did this, but I regretted, I'm just saying hypothetically, I regretted that I never spent any time to get to know her. I was too scared. I regret that I never showed him any attention. When he talked to me, I kind of didn't say anything. And I regret that I didn't. Rejection is not as bad as regret when you look back. So don't be afraid. I mean, we've kind of got things all so messed up now. We can't do I kissed Tating goodbye. And what did I replace that with? What did he say? Uh, What's the word now? Courting. Hmm. Seemed like kind of the same thing to me. You have to have a, a situation where you can get to know the person. Does that make sense? And I know dating is that's so final. If they ask me to date, that means the next question they're going to ask me to marry him. Well, give it a rest. <laughs> Cut it back just a little bit. And not take that as a proposal, ladies, or men, that you're making a proposal. I would just like to spend some time with you. Now, when I was in college, and I mean, I dated as just about everybody, lots of people. <laughs> what can I say? And um, <laughs> I remember I asked a girl out of church, which is acceptable too. Would you like to, it's not a big deal, would you like to, you know, would you like to spend some time together and get a Coke or go out to dinner or Go to a movie. I mean, this doesn't have to be, would you like to spend your life with me? So don't make this the seventh game of the World Series or the Super Bowl, guys, <laughs> or ladies, OK? You may spend a few minutes with him and think, look at the time. Um, anyway, I asked this girl out of church, and she said she couldn't go. And so then I, um, let me see, 
I called another girl, and she couldn't go either. And so I called another girl, and she said, yeah, she could go. And when I got to there where she lived, I didn't realize that all three of them lived together. <laughs> anyway, I'll let that one ride a while. And she was very nice about it, and so were the others. So, uh, hmm. But it was a rather embarrassing moment for me and for them. Uh, so, um, now, dating, now this is characterized by the desire for a type of closeness that's not achievable on the level one area on friendship. Level one is kind of friendship. Level two is this, you know, whether you want to, whatever you want to call it, spending time with this person. Um, it's a more personal time. The intimate level's gone up a little bit. It's kind of, you know, I know that you guys, or, or some people like to do a lot of group dating, and that's really good. At first, that's really good, you know, and it's really safe. Can't re get rejected in a group date. Now, if your motivation is just not get rejected, you need to work on that one. But if your motivation is just to get to know this person, that's, that's good. And, and going out with other people will help you see what this person's like in a bigger group than just with you. So that's a good thing. Double dating is a really good thing, going with other people and that kind of thing. Um, but this is, but I, I want to be friends with everybody, but there's this one person who's really caught my eye right now. And I'd really like to get to know them better. That would be more in the line of, of this dating idea. OK, you all with me? The third thing is marriage. That would be the third level, would be marriage. And, and marriage is really the idea that I don't want to live my life without this person. I've looked at my life, and I don't want to live my life without them. As I look down the road, I can't see them not being there. Gets to that point, you're pretty close to marriage. So, you with me? And so uh, now, let's hold on to that for a minute. I got ahead of myself a little bit with the handout. Uh, I think it was all that oxygen I didn't get walking around up here. <laughs> now, this thing here, now this is the chart that we're going to look at. We're going to take a closer look at this chart. Okay, so if you'll look at it now. Um, what do you notice right off the bat? Anybody? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now, and look at that. See, it start, you start off at the bottom, okay? So it doesn't start at the top. It starts at the bottom, okay? And the men and the women are on the same thing there, acquaintance, casual relationship, then a closer relationship. And then the relationship gets to be where I just kind of want to be with this person, and it becomes more intimate, not in the sense of anything except, you know, I just like spend time with them, talking with them, getting to know them. And then, now look what happens then. For guys, the physical comes in. And for ladies, the emotional. See, for men, physical intimacy often precedes emotional involvement. And for women, emotional attachment often comes before they feel physically close. Now, can anybody think of any problems this might bring? Nobody? The question is, can you see any problem with the fact that men become physically involved before they become emotionally involved. And ladies tend to become emotionally involved before they feel like they want to be physically involved. 
Can you see any potential problems? Yes. See, what happens is guys will give emotional stuff to get the physical stuff. And the girls will give the physical stuff to get the emotional stuff. See a problem there? That's really a problem because, guys, once the girl, now, once the girl is involved physically, she's at a whole other level. And if the relationship breaks up, this is why girls tend, okay, don't believe me, tend to take breakups harder than guys do. Because if they've gotten to the physical level, that means they've already got to the emotional level. See, when you're physical with a guy, it doesn't mean he's emotional with you, that he's on that level, ladies. And so the girl has farther to fall. I mean, look under the, look under the um, emotional thing here. Long for, cry over, defensive of, committed to. And he's, he ain't there. And so breakups can cause real problems. And, you know, girls, you, you may tend to think since he is, since he does want to play kissy face, huggy body, that that means he's emotionally attached to me. See? But he ain't, maybe. And you need to know that. And guys, you need to know that when you get a girl involved with you physically, that she's also, she is farther down the road than you are. And you're doing real damage here. Now, when I was, um, I'm gonna tell you a little story about myself here. When I was in Houston, I started going out with this girl. I was just out of college. I was uh, working at uh, the University of Houston for the Baptist Student Union, and I got involved with this girl, um, way more involved than I should have. Uh, and she somehow was under the impression that I was going to marry her. You see, ladies, <laughs> guys, when the physical thing starts, Ladies have a tendency to think this is it. And we're kind of making, am I making sense here? And I make the guy, we're, we're, we're just about, I mean, he's, I mean, he's the one I, I want to be with. Well, and the guy is just kind of having a good time. Now, ladies don't hate us. If there was another sex, we would be in trouble. If there was an option for you, we would be in trouble. We're the only one you got. <laughs> Understand what I mean here? Okay, well, we, we were involved physically way beyond where we should have been. I'm working for the BSU, and I'm over to her house at 2, 3 in the morning. Well, yeah, ladies, you're going to hate me after this. You won't want to come back. But um, I knew it was wrong. But I tell you, it's fun to play kissy face, huggy body. This is why you need to hold off on 
the physical stuff as long as you can because when the kissing starts, the talking stops. It's too much fun. God made us that way. I mean, look, the best I can tell is we got an accelerator, but we don't have any brakes. So you got to be careful what you start up because it's hard to back up. Once you get to a place, it is very difficult to stop, particularly because of how we're reading the situation. Are you still tracking with me or have I lost you? Okay, she and I are way involved. And um, I know it's wrong, but having a good time. Somehow she thinks I'm going to marry her. I never asked her to marry me. But see, I was saying things with my body that I wasn't willing to say with my mouth. And as a follower of Jesus, you should not say things with your body that you won't say with your mouth. I was telling her that I loved her and that she was the one by what I was doing. But I wasn't willing to say that. So I had my get out of jail free card because I never said it. But the only thing I didn't do was say it with my mouth, okay? And uh, one day I was having my quiet time. And God took, I was in 1 Thessalonians where it says there shouldn't be even a hint of immorality among you. That you shouldn't do these things. And God just, I mean, I was just weeping. I was like, oh God, this was, God, what have I done? And so I broke it off with her. She asked me why. Being the upstanding man of character I was at the time, I said, it's just over. (laughs) I mean, hey, it's just over. Get over it. Well, you know, in the past, you know, somebody breaks up with me. Okay, you know, I'm mad. Now I went from love to hate pretty quickly. (laughs) And I'm mad, and I feel like I've been jolted and jolted and put down. But hey. We're moving on. It didn't work with her. She said, I said, you know, we're we're through. And she said, no, we're not. I was not prepared for that answer. (laughs) I don't think so, buddy. (laughs) I said, yeah, we are. No, we're not. Well, we didn't get real far with that one, so I just disappeared. I went underground. But she didn't. She calls me crying, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, get over it. What is this? I'm telling you, I'm a really good guy at this point. <laughs> well, and then I get a call this day from her counselor. I'm like, what? And he's talking to me. I'm like, uh, and he said, would you come in and see me? I'm like, now, I'm not prepared for any of this because, you know, when you have problems, you don't talk about them. Do you? I mean, we don't talk about these things. I'm like, and I, I didn't have the guts to say no. I said, okay. So I went to see him. Ugh. So I go to see him, and he opens the door and welcomes me in. And when he closes the door, guess who's behind the door? 
And I'm like, ah! And I'm in the wrong part of the room. He and she are between me and the door. And he begins to badger me. And she's crying. I mean, she's just, ah. And I'm like, how did this happen? Beam me up, Scotty. God, kill me right here. And she is all freaked out. I mean, she is absolutely destroyed. And he says to me, he said, John, tell her why you did it. She just needs to know why. Well, being the upstanding young man of character that I was, I said, I don't know. It's just over. I never owned up to it the whole time. And she was absolutely destroyed. I destroyed her life. I'm not proud of that. And I've, try, and I, and I've tried to make it right with her. The kind of things I'm going to talk to you today are really important because we're messing with people's lives. And we've since gotten down the road. And I hurt her really bad. Now, sometimes it happens the other way. Did I set out to do that? No. I was just having a good time. I didn't know. I didn't know that she was all these things here about me. I didn't know that she thought I was going to marry her, although, you know, sometimes I'd let her think that because it felt better. I see couples going in the mall looking for rings before they're even. I mean, that's a dangerous thing to do because it's, it, it, it promises something that I'm not willing to back up. And you have to be careful. That's called defrauding. And I defrauded her. I was unaware of it, but I did it. That didn't make it wrong because I didn't know. You know, we think that's our get out of jail car, too. I didn't know. Covers everything. Oh, really? And she would say, no. And when she said no, I was like, huh? I defrauded her. Now, it takes two to tango, OK? So she has a part in this, OK? But I can only deal with my sin and what I did. So you don't want to defraud each other by saying things with your body that you won't say with your mouth, or even saying things with your mouth that you don't, you're not really ready to pay the, the bill for. You're dancing with the music, but you don't want to pay the band. And physical things, God wired us up to enjoy that. I mean, it's not just for having babies. But God wired us up to enjoy the touch of the opposite sex and everything else. And see, those things are good. But when you mess with them before you're ready to make the commitment, it, once you've made the commitment, it tends to throw a dark light on those to where you don't quite, you're not quite as free because you've already been dabbling in this. You know, I heard that most guys want to marry a girl who's never had relationships with a person. And most girls want to marry a guy who hasn't. Well, if that's the case, we need to get out of the antiquing business. 
You follow me on that? We don't want antique furniture. Ones that have been already. Now, if you have already engaged in that, look, God can give you back the years that the locusts ate. God is powerful. You are not damaged goods. Nobody is. You ask God's forgiveness and he will clean you up. So I don't want you to think, I've done this, I'm out. Okay? Sometimes it just happened. Ask God to make you a virgin again. In your mind and in your soul. And he'll do that. He will do that. But this is, this is wonderful ground that we're on, and it's also ground that we can really end up in places that, man, I'm telling you, when she was freaked out, hollering and crying, and at first I was like, it was all about me. Oh, how did I get into this? How do I get out of this? Well, then, after God got a hold of me a little bit, it was like, wow, how could I do this to her? Because we're all selfish, aren't we? I mean, to a point. And um, you see, the kind of problems that can develop from this is one of them is confusion. And she may think he is emotionally involved, tied to her as she is to him. When he wants to spend time playing kissy face, huggy body, she may think it means more than it does. A proposal is just around the corner. You're a good Christian guy. If you're doing this, that must mean that it's okay. <laughs> and that you mean more by it than you do. So it causes confusion. Now with the guy, he may just be thinking a good thinking. He may be just having a good time, totally oblivious to what she's thinking and feeling, and not deeply committed to the relationship long term. Marriage may have never crossed his mind. You see, what is completely logical to and obvious to her may be a complete and total surprise to him. Now, ladies, how does looking at this chart, how does this make you feel? You'll get your chance here in a minute, guys. Ladies, talk to me, because the guys need to hear you. Okay? Now you say, well, none of these guys ever hears the name. Well, talk to them now. <laughs> this is your time. How does that make you feel? I just think that the level of where the girls are committed and where the guys are committed is pretty far apart. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. Well, we are crazy. <laughs> We're like two ships passing in the night. We have no idea where the other one is. We think we do, but we really don't. Come on, ladies, what is it? What is it? How does it make you feel looking at that? Talk to me. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about feeling here. It doesn't be logical. How does it make you feel? Okay, it's annoying. That's true. I mean, I know girls like the other two, so we're not letting you out of here on that. <laughs> it's just that it might come with more stuff involved than it does with the guy. 
And that's not bad, it's just different. I mean, God made you like that. I mean, we've kind of messed things up. Anybody else, how's it make you feel? Good thoughts so far. Thank you, two ladies. The rest of you are a bunch of chickens. <laughs> yes? How would we ever get together? You see, but our, the relationship between a man and a woman, marriage is about learning how to fulfill the other, not about me fulfilling my own needs. I'm learning about what fulfills Wanda, what's good for her. And I, in, in love, I lay my life down for her. And I begin to learn to do unto her as she would want to have done unto her, not as I would want to have done unto me, because those sometimes are different things. And see, when we have, pro and, and because guys and girls are so different, you think, God, why did you do this? Well, again, I don't think it would have been real interesting and very fun if we were all exactly the same. Now, the fun part is that we're not the same. And that's also the part that is the most troubling. Mm -hmm. But when you love someone, see, love, you apply love when things are hard. Not when things are easy. When everything's going great, it's easy. But when it's tough, that's when you apply love. And as you grow through these situations, and you don't kill each other, either literally or figuratively, you will grow closer to each other. As the guy doesn't say, ah, this is stupid. And the girl doesn't say, you never understood me. Guys want to be understood. But girls, dude, that's really what you want. And until you tell us, and we love you, we didn't get it. You want to just talk? You know, when I sit down across the table from somebody, and after I get through all the sports and a couple other things, I'm pretty much done here. <laughs> but ladies love to volley in conversation. Most of them. One said, you know, if you think of volleyball, one sends something across, the other one sends it across. And I'm not, I'm not sure what you want from me. <laughs> I just told you everything I know. See, when I go back, my wife is going to ask me these things. What are the questions, ladies, my wife is going to ask me? Tell me. Huh? Oh, no. That's, how was your trip is just the start. You see, that's what I would ask. And if she said fine, I'd be good with it, right? <laughs> that, when she says, how was your trip, that's not the answer she's looking for. I have been down that road. <laughs> I have experience in that one. And then she's upset. I'm like, what? I don't know. It's because she thinks that I don't want her in my life. Because she wants to know everything about me. I don't even know everything about me. <laughs> what is she going to ask me? What Come on. Do? Huh? Like, do you enough sleep with the food good? Anybody new? You got making new friends? <laughs> yes. Who was there? I don't know. <laughs> and. <laughs> And I was, you know, if I say, well, there was 100 people there, okay, but that's not really what she's asking. 
She wants to know more. And what I've come to realize is, she's just not trying to drive me nuts. <laughs> she wants to be a part of my life. She wants, right? She wants to understand me. She wants to enjoy life with me. And most guys, who was there? I don't know. Um, so-and-so and so-and-so. Who else? I got nothing now. <laughs> and I figured this out. I can answer about two of my wife's questions. But on the third one, I got nothing. And we laugh about that. I'm like, you know, sweetie, that would have been a really good thing to have found out. But I got nothing. <laughs> and so what I do now is I try to come home with more information. Because I love her. And because it, it means something more to her than it would mean to me. I mean, if she goes out with one of her friends, I ask him, hey, did you have a good time? Yeah, we really did. Oh, you know, what'd you, what'd you eat? Until that, I'm done. OK, cool. But I've learned that if I'm going to love her, I need to ask, what did you talk about? <laughs> Not knowing how long this is going to last. How long is this going to take? You see? But because I love her, I want to meet her needs. And I want her to enjoy my life with me. And because she loves me, she doesn't criticize me and tear into me because I don't have all the information she wants. See, ladies, you have to back off on that one a little bit with this help us out here. And guys, you got to be more the other way. And see, as love grows, if you don't kill each other in the process, or offend each other so bad in the process, you learn to meet their needs. And they're not right or wrong. They're just different. And if I think about it, she really wants to know me. That's a good thing, isn't it? And, but it's still hard for me to, I, I'm not perfect in this sitting across the table. I just want to talk. OK, I got to switch gears because that doesn't come naturally for me. And what doesn't come naturally for her is for me to just give her a couple of words and then take off. But we got to move toward each other. Love causes us to move toward each other. And we begin to love each other by meeting those needs. Does that make sense? Now, ladies, I can tell you a way to get guys to talk. There is a way to do this. It's not during the ball game. Oh my gosh. Ladies, don't do that. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> because I'm not likely to be really very polite. I'll try to be. But, but guys, you can't always have it like that, OK? One of the funny things is when, when guys and girls first get married, the guy comes home, let's just say the girl gets home before him or she's, you know, her job is at the home. She will meet him at the door. And the thing she wants to do is to talk to him. And I don't know about you, but I become a mute when I see my driveway. <laughs> Something happens. What did you do today? I don't know. <laughs> did you see anybody today? I think. <laughs> and then she chases the guy around the house trying to talk to him. And he's trying to find a way to get away. And this creates real tension. 
and then he heads in the bathroom. Not because he needs the bathroom, but it's a haven. And so, you know, she's not trying to badger me. She wants to know me, wants to know about my day. And the last, I don't know what this is, the last thing on the face of the planet I want to talk about is my day. The enemy's involved in there somewhere. So what I do is I start thinking about stuff about my day because I want to love her. And she wants to love me. And this is a way she can love me, by asking about my day. And then there are times when, and we made a deal. The first half hour or so, no questions asked or answered. But after that, I don't get the whole night to pull that stunt. There comes a time when I want to sit down with her and talk with her. Now, this may seem, oh, that's very forced. That's not natural. No, it isn't. But guess what? If you do what comes naturally in this situation, it ain't working. Because guys, if you do what is natural, you'll sit down. Or the book, or whatever. And you really hurt your wife. But ladies, you got to understand that we are not a fountain of knowledge. We have to be primed a little. And the way you can do this, I'm going to give you a secret. Guys, put your fingers in your ears. Yeah. Get your husband doing something. Because, see, we tend to think that just talking isn't accomplishing anything. Uh-oh. But if you can get us doing something, we'll tell you anything and everything you want to know. We will become a wealth of knowledge, a fountain of information. Take us on a walk. If I, I mean. There are times that Wanda and I are sitting at the dinner table, and we're talking. And I'm telling you, I, I, I got nothing else. And if I get up and I start doing something in the kitchen, I just keep on talking. Now, that could make you mad. But he doesn't want to just sit down and talk to me. OK, the goal here is for him to talk to you. It's not how he, and, 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 and we just can't. We get edgy. Because we don't know how long this is going to last. And, and, and the other thing, there needs to be sort of an ending point. Because I'm thinking, when I'm first married, I'm thinking, why is this going to end? I love her, but I can't keep doing this. And here's another trick for you. Is that bad, ladies, what I'm saying? You feel, feel like I'm, you'll get him doing something. He'll tell you everything. Take him for a walk. Now, you have to not get mad that he has to do something to talk. Rat. If he really loved me, he'd sit and talk to me. <laughs> the last clunk you heard was his head hitting the table. And it isn't because he doesn't love you. He just can't do it. And my wife said to me one time, she said, I, 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 I'm confused about something. How can guys watch sports all day? I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, you don't. <laughs> what, girls ever wonder that thing? Ever wonder how? Yeah. Well, it's just that we're different. And see, love, when love's involved, we celebrate the other person and we move toward each other. One doesn't, you, you don't, you, ladies and guys, 
don't try to make your spouse into you. You won't like that. And I have a whole lot more to say about that, but let me just say, love is about meeting each other's needs. You see, if, if you meet my needs and I meet your needs, whose needs are met? Everybody's. And love is about that. And God wanted us to experience a deeper love, and a deeper love comes as we face the challenging things in life, the good times and the hard times and the mundane times, as we face those and we love each other and we talk and we hold on to each other and we face down the hard times, that's when you don't want to give up because that's what love is for. I want to say that again. Love is applied when things are hard. Now, ladies, what you need to also know is that when we were born, men were born with all knowledge. We were, as far as relationships go. We know everything. And what we have to do is unlearn stuff. I never stopped, thought about what a girl was like. And by the way, I got it all figured out anyway. So we have to unlearn some things and be humbled. That's hard for guys sometimes. That's a whole other talk. Now, you see what happens is we have this confusion going on. And from confusion, you know, that heads to misunderstanding. Here's what happens. She pushes for a deeper commitment while he pulls back. She feels rejected and he feels trapped. Because she's way up here and he's still over here. She can sense some things going on here. So she pushes for a deeper commitment because she's got a deep commitment. You with me? And when the guy senses that, the first thing he does is he moves back. And then what happens? She feels rejected and he feels trapped. I got to get out of here. So misunderstanding. And then frustration comes. So see, the confusion starts first. Then comes the misunderstanding. Then comes the frustration. And in frustration, that's when the bickering and the fighting begins. And that's when you think, well, if we just got married, it would be better. No, that is the wrong conclusion. Or if we have a kid. No, that is the wrong conclusion. You have to work on that. And then what comes next after frustration is termination. And guys and girls tend to respond differently to termination of a relationship. Now, again, I'm giving generalities. You may be different than this. That's okay. You can still learn from this and then adjust it to you, okay? Um, guys and girls tend to respond differently to the termination of relationships. Women, because often they have progressed further, tend to hurt more deeply. This girl I was telling you about. Many times men haven't progressed as far emotionally and can't understand why she feels this way. I mean, what's the matter? When he says that, he really doesn't know, because he's not there. She can't understand why he doesn't feel as she does. This tends to anger her and confuses him even more than he already was. See, this is why it's so important that you hold, hold two things. You hold the physical relationship back as long as you can. Because when it enters into the situation, 
everything about the situation changes. For one thing, we know that for the girl to get to that, often they are much more deeply emotionally involved than the guy is. That should kind of make you, I, I thought some of you would say, this makes me mad. Does it make any of you girls mad? Yeah, it does, I know, but you just don't. You know, this is USC and Chico, you're a nice bunch of people. How come he doesn't hurt like this? And so you want to hold that back. And guys, you need to realize that if you get involved emotionally, uh, physically, that she is probably more emotionally involved than you are. That's not right. We don't do that to God's people. We do unto others. Remember that as the backdrop. And so you want to hold that one back because, guys, it's not because I'm a prude. I'm talking to you out of experience. And I would like for you to be able to climb on my back and go higher than I did. If you have gotten involved physically and it's over, ask God to forgive you. He will forgive you and he will, he will make you new. You, so you don't go away from here thinking I'm done. That is it. Don't do that. Okay. The second thing that you want to hold until you absolutely are going to burst is three little words. I love you. Once you said, I love you, what are you going to say next? I really love you? I love you a lot. I really love, 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 love you. No, see, the world throws that around as if it isn't important at all. It's very significant because when I say I love you, that means several things. You tell me what it means. Give me some thoughts on what that means. If someone was to tell you, I love you, what would that mean to you, ladies? You are the most important or one of the most important people in my life. Yeah, you, I mean, I'm it. Guys, what does it mean to you? There you go. You need to hear that, ladies. Depends on what's on the line. What's available here if I say I love you? Now, guys, you don't use that word. And ladies, you don't use that unless you are willing to do what it means. What it means is there ain't nobody like you. You're the one. I've looked around, and you're the one I want to spend the rest of my life with. I don't love other people. Now, I love Coca-Cola, <laughs> and I love the Red Raiders, and I love the Cubs, and I love the Thunder, but that ain't the same. See, in English, we only have one word for love, and that's a problem. Greek has four, three, four. We just got one. And, you know, if you want to just say, hey, I, I, I love the Lakers. Well, you can say that. But if you say, I love the, to that person, just know that you have said something that has put you in a whole different realm than you ever were before. What I love you should mean is, I want to marry you. I know that may sound old-fashioned to you. But I'm telling you, the world has ruined this word. Well, I used to love them. I don't love them anymore. Huh? I've heard that a lot, haven't you? 
My mother told me, she said, I loved your dad when we were first married. She almost named me after my dad. Do you know my dad's first name is? Obviously you don't. It's Nero. I was almost Nero Jr. What would that have been like in junior high? I'd be in another line of work, I think. But if you say I love you, you ought to hold that until you're ready to say, and I want to marry you. I just want to encourage you with that. Don't say it back to someone just to be nice to them. My mother gave me one bit of advice that was really pretty good. She said, don't ever, John, don't marry someone you feel sorry for. Don't do that. You're not being fair to them, and you, you, you'll regret that. This is not about being nice to someone. And don't say things with your body that you won't say with your mouth. My wife, before we were married, she, she took this very literally. And first time I went out with her, she kept her hands in her pockets the whole night. Ah, you know, she had this kind of dress thing on that had pockets in it. I'm like, what's the matter with her? And I thought, well, I guess she doesn't like me. Because to me, if she really liked me, we'd at least hold hands. Well, she wasn't thinking about that. She was thinking about this other thing. She didn't want to say anything. She didn't want to say anything with her body that she wasn't willing to back up with her words. And she told me, she said she had a date with this guy, and they were walking, and he reached out and grabbed her hand. <laughs> and she said to him, what does that mean? Well, let me tell you something, ladies. <laughs> we're not ready for that one. And he said, well, friendship. And she said, do you hold hands with all your friends? <laughs> I don't think they ever went out again. Um, but don't take advantage of a person like that. And that can go both ways. Girls, sometimes you will do things in order to get the emotional love you want. And you'll be willing to do things and say things so you can get that emotional feel-good thing back. Don't do that to us. Guys, don't be messing around because you're saying stuff that you might not be ready to back up. You know, um, here's some thoughts on um, um, Okay, here's, here's some things. Um, you know, sometimes it can look like God goofed because men and women aren't the same. But again, a part of the beauty of life is learning how to love each other. Learning how to meet this person's needs that I don't really get, but I love them. And I begin to get them more as time goes on. I've been married for 34 years. I never thought I could do that. It's better now than it was before. Because of what we've been through and who we are to each other now. Um, don't get attached too soon. Ladies, men, don't get attached too soon. Um, hold on to your heart as long as you can. Don't be weird about it, but don't get attached too soon. Um, take some time to get to know them. Um, don't spend every waking moment together 
or thinking or dreaming about them. So it, it, it causes you to go to, it causes you to, to build an image that might not be the true image. Uh, keep a leash on your heart. That thing will run away. And it gets hurt pretty easily. Now, there'll be a time when you need to let that thing run free. But if you let it run free all the time, then what's the fun in the next one? The one, the real one. So you want to kind of hold on to that. And remember that when the kissing starts, the talking stops. <laughs> the kissing is fun. And remember um, the law of diminishing returns. I mean, the first time I hold her hand is, whoa, you know? Remember the Beatles sang about, I want to hold your hand. They weren't singing about, I want to hold your hand at the end of their career. There's a reason for that. <laughs> the law of diminishing returns. I hold her hand the first time, and man, the sparks are flying everywhere, and this is pretty cool. And then, you know, a month later, I ain't getting the same jolt out of this. So I do something else. And then I don't get the same jolt out of that. You see what I'm saying? And so remember the law of diminishing returns. And do things with other couples when you're getting to know one another on, the, on this basis. When you're first starting to get to know someone, don't, don't put yourself in a situation where you have to be with them the whole time. But, but do stuff with other people. And, and partly because one of, the, one of the reasons I knew I wanted to marry my wife was because of a thing we did together before we were married. I went back to my old ministry to, what time are we supposed to quit here? What time's lunch? Supper. Okay, we got another minute or two. Okay. Um, I took her with me, and I was kind of a reunion of a ministry that I'd headed before. And one of the things that I loved about her was she wasn't hanging all over me the whole time, cutting the girls off. John, what? You know, she took off and started meeting people. And I thought, I like that. She doesn't have to be with me. That's kind of attractive to me. I got to do a little chasing here. That was attractive to me. I didn't want somebody whining on my thing. When are we going to leave? There's a lot of pretty girls here. The confidence spoke pretty strongly to me. I was like, yeah, that's cool. So don't get attached too soon. You just have to work on that. But there is a time. Don't be afraid to get attached, OK? Don't live in fear. And number two is plan times together. Don't just hang out and do whatever feels good. Because that's what you'll do. Girls, make the guys have a plan. What are we going to do? And guys have a plan. I don't know. It's going to hang out. Girls like it. My wife likes it if I tell her, sweetheart, I want to take you out on Friday. And this is Monday or Sunday. Because she wants to anticipate. I don't get this. <laughs> she wants to, and if I say, hey, let's go out tonight, that's eh, okay. But it's not as good as if I had asked her a week before. Because girls like to anticipate these. Am I right, ladies? They like to, it's a part of the deal. And we're just like, I just get down to it. And, and guys, plan what you're going to do. That's safety for you and for her. And that, that way you don't just get involved in stuff that you wouldn't have gotten involved in. Understand? Um, pray for self-control and ask a friend to hold you accountable. 
how'd it go? I'm telling you, when you got that barrier, that's just one, you want to build barriers that'll help you do stuff you, you wouldn't do in other situations. So um, agree to limit the time you spend alone. You know? He's not going to call. You know, in the beginning, you may want him or he may want you to call all the time, but that's not the best thing to do in the beginning because you're starting to say stuff that you may not really think yet or really believe. So you know, um, agree to limit the time you spend alone. Um, God gave us an accelerator, but not, we don't have any brakes. I can't find the brakes in that room. So just, and then number five is spend more time together, actively involved in projects or activities. This is going to help you get to know each other and enjoy each other on new levels. You want, to see, you want to see this person as to how they respond in different situations. You don't want to be surprised by that when you marry them. You may not like it, or you may like it, but like what, really? That was one of the key deals, boy. When she did that, I thought, that's good. But I'd have never seen that if we hadn't been in leverage situations. Um, number six, refrain from activities that can arouse one or both of you. Um, don't do that. Um, ladies, um, guys are like a microwave. It don't take long. So you got to be careful on this one. And guys, you got to be careful too. Um, movies, videos, books, etc. You know? Um, number seven, and, and this isn't because I want to make sure you don't have any fun. It's because I want to make sure that you have the most fun long term. Um, number seven, refuse to set the stage for sexual involvement. Spending the night at others' apartment, that ain't wise. Well, we didn't do anything. Yeah, right. Okay. Maybe this time. See, God has wired you up to desire the opposite sex. That ain't bad. You know, a guy says, yeah, man, I watch all those movies with naked people and it doesn't bother me at all. You know what I want to say to him? What's the matter with you? You need a physical. You should be able to watch that and nothing happens. First, I think they're lying, right? Right. Yeah, okay. And, but this thing about staying at this guy's house, or, or it's cheaper to have one motel room than two. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it is super dumb. Super dumb. Don't do it. It's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. And, and, you know, I stayed at this girl's house. This one good, man. And um, so, uh, and also, uh, watch out spending, um, setting the mood even alone with this person for romance. You might just get what you weren't counting on. So you got to be careful on these things. There'll come a time for those when you're willing to say with your mouth what you are willing to say with your body. Okay, when those match up. Uh, number eight is build their relationship on the foundation of being a blessing to them. Uh, and was I mean, it, if if they asked, it, was this guy a blessing to you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how many could even say that. But the best thing that could happen is if you break up, the person says, "Man, I really enjoyed the time with him," or "I really enjoyed her," but just it just wasn't the right one. Not. 
yeah, he's a creep. Or she's demanding him. You know what I'm saying? So try to make it to where you're, you're try to build the relationship on the foundation. I want to bless them. I want to them to be a better person. If we decide we're not the right ones for each other than they were before. That's different, isn't it? Um, remember, there's a couple things you need to remember. This person is someone's child just like you are. Make every effort to be an encouragement to them in their relationship with God and their purpose for being at school. One of the reasons people flunk out of school is bad relationships. That's one of the top reasons. They get involved in a relationship and they just lose it, guys and girls. And you know, you don't want to be the reason a person flunked out of school. But I mean, and, you know, what are you doing? I'm studying tonight. Oh. You know, sometimes you need to study. And the best blessing you could be is to say, cool. Do it really well. Bring her a cupcake. And leave. <laughs> um, huh. Let me ask you this. You know, I was, um, I was on my first mission trip, and I'm going to end with this. I was on my first mission trip, and um, I was riding across the country with these guys, and the guy who was leading the trip, he pulls out this hat, and he's got questions we're going to talk about on the trip. I'm not used to this. All we do on trips is we just kind of be, you know? Listen to the radio, talk sports, talk about other things. I'm like, what's going on? Well, it pulls a question out. And the question is this. Would you want your daughter to date you? No. I'm like, holy cow. And I, we're riding across the desert. I'm trying to figure a way out of the car. Because I think, I think my face is going, no, no, no. And I'm shocked. I'm like, oh, no. Let me ask you something. Would you want, ladies, would you want your son to date you? Gentlemen, would you want, your, would you, want you showing up at the doorstep? If you answer no to any of the questions above, <laughs> something needs to change. I was freaked out because I wouldn't want my daughter to date me. See, I never saw the girls as somebody's daughter. They were just there. I think about it. So I'm going to leave that with you. Would you want, ladies, would you want your son to date you? Guys, would you want your daughter to date you? If the answer is no, you got some work to do. If the answer is I'm not sure, it, you might as well put that in the no column. <laughs> you have some work to do. There's no way I would have wanted Lindsay to date me when I was in that, as to who I was. But thank God I'm not who I was that God allowed some things to happen that began to put me on a road of being a man of integrity. And my wife and I told each other that we were not going to tell each other that we loved each other. We were not going to kiss each other until we were willing to say, I love you. And I wasn't going to say that I love you until I was willing to know that you were the one.
That made for that first kiss to be pretty exciting. Let me tell you about it. And it was good. It wasn't weird. We did all kinds of fun things together. And I got, because there was no pressure to do things. It was just fun and getting to know each other. I'd done it wrong a lot of times. But I didn't do it so wrong the last time because of the grace of God. And we really knew each other before we got married. I hear people say sometimes, well, he's a different person than he was before. No, he's not. You just didn't know who he was before. He's the same one. You know, it's easy to hide stuff on a date, incidentally. When you wake up and they're there, there ain't much to hide anymore. I can always be my best on a date. I'm looking good, smelling good. Got money to spend. When I wake up in the morning, I'm not looking too good, and I'm not smelling too good. <laughs> and now we got money together, and we're broke. <laughs> well, I could talk all day. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that you would make it so that we would determine to be a blessing to the people that we relate to, not to use them, but to bless them. Help us, Lord, to do unto others as we would want them to do unto us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for coming, guys.